This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Roll Tide. Hook em. I'm happy I don't have to hear Roll Tide again this year. Fun game to watch. I root for everybody over Alabama. I don't care if you did cheat. What if I St. Know. Gabriel's played Alabama? Well, St. Gabe's, St. Gabe's wins upset. if they play at home. I know that. That home e- cooking. Every Alabama get player get kicked out in the first <laughs> two minutes. Yeah. Sure. Fun going to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back. It is uh, TMA, uh, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. And uh, I was just telling market manager John Kiowski during the commercial break that it turns out uh, the best host on TMA is also the title sponsor yeah. of TMA. Uh, I think it's time we look in the mirror and just go, mm-hmm. why don't we just replace all of us right. with that Herman? Well, if you're intelligent like that, you can get a, a better job, I think is the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> We're lucky to cling by our fingernails to the edge of the radio industry. He had a lot of good things we could clip off. Or, well, I'm telling you, it was a clip-off festival. Great, man. Mm-hmm. You're fantastic. They just do that for a little best-of segment, a little mm-hmm. five, ten-minute little ed- breakdown. Kind of a journalism primer on questions you should be asking. Well, I'll put a that- little journalism, a little mm-hmm. deposition, a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, send your emails in, your thoughts on the first hour of uh, TMA, of course, presented to you by Munganess. St. Louis Acura and Munganess Burkhart Alton Toyota. Send your emails in for the Design Air heating and cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Design Air is online at DesignAirService.com. The great Seth Goldcamp and his staff will take wonderful care of you. Still no snow. I guess we had flurries over the uh, prominent winter holiday break, mm. but uh, no real accumulation. I'm going to take a look at the forecast, Doug. Boy, just nothing doing. And I don't see anything, not even a snowflake on my now this is you know the iPhone okay. forecast but I see only one day of precipitation and that's next Tuesday so yeah. I don't know I guess I, snow is a thing of the past I suppose had that little bit of flurry come on like Christmas Eve it would have been perfect just a little of that and then gone two days later yeah it was pretty but it didn't stick yeah. and it was like it ended mm-hmm. up being like forty something a day so yeah yeah no complaints from me at all now you hear people say oh it's thirty it's cold out there. Remember last year at this time, around yeah, Christmas, brutal. when it was, you know, the planes couldn't fly? It was dreadful. So enjoy it while it's here. You mm-hmm. never know. Uh, James Carlton's going to be in studio. Gabe uh, normally would join us, but he is uh, not available today. Uh, I don't know if he, it's not really a big deal, but he does have a family obligation, and so we knew he wasn't going to be able to join us. I'd be curious what he has to say. Um, we dis- Gabe and I disagree on some things, and I 
Like he's one of my favorite people in the world, so we'd be able to have a good conversation about it. Um, but uh, one of his, I recall one of his thought process is thought process ease? thought processes are <sighs> so good processes was he was really high on Roll Todd based on the performance of the SEC I suppose in particular. Missouri against Ohio State, SEC, Big Ten. Uh, Ole Miss against Penn State, SEC, Big Ten. And I thought, I just dis- disagree with that. And he had tweeted that out before LSU came back to beat Wisconsin. And I just, I think it's, and again, I love the Colonels. So this isn't like a passive-aggressive way to, you know, get at somebody I don't like and do radio wars. That's not it. I think the world of the guy. I just thought that to base any premise of predictive analysis off of bowl season is you're shaking, you agree with me or disagree with me, Paul? I agree 100%. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's just two different. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was not the Ohio State team of November. Um, that's, you know, it's just, it, it, you, don't, you don't know what you got. And so, and then again, I want to reemphasize because I, I realize there is a portion of the Missouri fan base that is looking to come after you if you do not praise the Cotton Bowl win as, as if it were this signature moment for the program. Um, I'm thrilled by the win, but I'm just saying I think it's, I think everybody would acknowledge that, you know, that was not the same Ohio State team that we saw throughout the course of the season. It would be very odd to try to argue otherwise. But with that said, it is a great thing for Missouri that they won. And I would say this, and I'll say it over and over again, there isn't a team in college football in 2023 that I don't think Missouri could beat. I think Missouri could beat anybody. I think they could lose to, you know, 10, 15 teams too. But I just think that was also 2023. But I think in general it speaks to how great Missouri was in particular in the trenches this year. Uh, but my overall point being is that uh, I just I wouldn't use bowl games and conferences versus conferences as a predictive analysis because, as we see, bowls are now and have been for a while. Uh, it's just getting a lot more attention in this year. Uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're exhibition games, and you have no idea who is playing, and you also have no idea who really gives a damn. Yeah. I think you have to be careful, too, judging it by conferences. You talk about the top ten teams – Regardless of the conference that they're in, if they've got their players, it kind of becomes an any given day type of thing. I mean, Michigan, does that say the Big Ten is superior to the SEC because they won in overtime? No. Is, is the Pac-12 better than the Big 12 because Texas didn't complete the pass with one second? No. They're all about the same. The it's like pro sports that's it, that's, where anything can happen. That's it. But, I mean, it also it, it, it's what also what makes college football – fun slash torturous it cuts both ways because you can't have these discussions nobody's having this discussion regarding the baltimore ravens if anything i think the baltimore ravens greatness this year may be flying under the radar um but with college football it's always you know people can get proprietary about conferences and get proprietary about teams and you can spin to advance your team or go against a team uh whatever fact you would like, which is why I prefer, which is what Ed Herman was just saying, math is dangerous because you are either right or wrong, and you either win or lose. Nobody is judging the 
cosmopolitan elements of Michigan's win over Alabama. They beat Alabama. No one is judging the cosmopolitan elements of Washington's win over Texas. They beat Texas, period, as opposed to take your pick of whatever bowl game or non-conference game and how you can spin facts. Oh, the ACC dominated the SEC this year. Okay, what SEC teams did they play? And then we can play that whole game. Uh, The SEC beat Penn State and beat Ohio State. Those are the top teams along with Michigan. So therefore, Ohio State must not, or Michigan must not be very good. Um, It it just, it it can, it can also lead into some very bad wagers. Uh, But yesterday, I thought the thing that stood out to me is Alabama was fortunate that they were still in that game at the half. I mean, they were dominated Mm -hmm. as much as one can, can be dominated trailing by three points, but they were, they were dominated in the trenches and there was a bet. I was watching that game live, as I imagine the vast majority of our audience was. And uh, I had taken Alabama plus two for a unit. Doug, you like that when somebody says a no, unit? No, I don't care for it. Um, and I saw that with Michigan getting the ball back after Alabama had gone up seven, so I'm up nine, which I obviously wound up losing with the overtime. But... Uh, Alabama was minus six and a half, and I think Michigan was getting the ball, whatever, I think it was after the kickoff, probably the 25-yard line would be my guess. And I was saying to my wife, I said, I got to tell you something. I think I have a fiduciary responsibility to this family, to this family, to bet the entirety of my bankroll on Alabama minus six and a half because... I see maybe one out of a hundred times Michigan is going to drive the field and score a touchdown. They're not going to kick a field goal. This is either a touchdown or the end of the game. And I just don't see the Michigan offense being able to do that. Well, F me with a couple double-enders. Oh! <laughs> because that's exactly what the Wolverines did. They had a fourth and two play. Alabama had a missed assignment. And I believe it was uh, Blake Corum who caught that pass, and it would have went for 35 yards. There was a block in the back. But uh, they were able to drive down the field, had a pass deflected, but it still, as uh, Chris Fowler observed, made it continued to spiral right to the uh, Michigan receiver. That was a huge play. And uh, and they scored the touchdown. I was wondering if they would go for the uh, two the two there. Yeah, it was two. I, li- I like what they did. I really do. I think that's kind of become, well, you know, the the – Analysts, the analytics say to go for. It. I'm just like I don't, I don't know about that. You know, maybe maybe if you're Vanderbilt in Tuscaloosa and yeah. you're in that position, maybe but, if you feel like you're lucky to have gotten right. that position, that that's the it. other team's a little bit better, and you probably are lucky I to be in that situation. There was one this year, K State, Texas. I don't know what K State was doing, going for Titus for the life of me on that. So especially uh, after the kicker already missed a few extra point, and yeah, it, well, you know, and th- that was a theme for both teams. And this is something that tortured Missouri. One can make a case, cost them the LSU game. Centers on both sides. Bad snaps for oh, Michigan yeah. that played a role in those missed field goals, an extra point, and and, and and played a role in the final play. That play, you know, I went, I got up this morning because I, I went to bed well before that Texas-Washington thing. I mean, that was going to be late anyway, and then it didn't kick off until after 8 o'clock because of the Rose Bowl ending late. Um, but, you know, I, I got up and I watched that game this morning, Washington, Texas. So I woke up and had no idea who won. But Matt Hasselbeck, um, or Tim Hasselbeck, or 
Darnell Coles was with Scott Van Pelt. All three of them. I think, I think they all were there. And Hasselbeck was going over the play, and he goes, it looks like it was just a dumb play call, and Milrow runs right into the line. Yeah. He goes, but here, take a look at what this play was, and he goes, it was perfect. Two things happened here. Number one, the snap was low, again, from the Alabama center. And then number two, and I don't know the Michigan player, but the Michigan player bust through the Alabama right tackle, and that's what blew up the play. Had the snap been correct and he was able to lean forward as opposed to be on his heels because of the snap being low, he just has to run off the, uh, I believe, left guard's uh, left ass cheek, and it's wide mm-hmm. open for the touchdown. But tip of the cap to Michigan, tip of the cap uh, to Michigan throughout the course of the game, tip of the cap to the Michigan offense. Corum sets the Michigan all-time touchdown record with one of the most significant touchdowns in the program's history. And so that sets the stage for Michigan versus Washington, and you got two undefeateds when it's all said and done playing each other mm-hmm. for the national championship. I think some of those mistakes are kind of what make college football so entertaining because you never really know what you might see. In the NFL, you don't see that many bad snaps to the quarterback or or guys running into a punter who fair catched a a ball or late hits in the back after the guy's already down or some of the emotional misconduct penalties. I mean, you see some, but not nearly like what you do in the college game. How, How Washington came within a whisker of losing that game last night is just incredible that they could have mismanaged the end of that game as badly as they did. But I think also in the Michigan... It was an injury. Well, that, that was one of the things. Right. There was also a play earlier where they had third and four with about two and a half minutes. Instead of just run, all they wanted was a field goal. They threw a pass, incomplete, yeah. stopped the clock. Texas didn't have to take a timeout. Almost cost them the game. There were three plays in the Alabama-Michigan game that you probably wouldn't see in the pros, not often enough, Not certainly not in the same game. What do you got, Plowhawk? Well, the Milrow fumble when he was trying to get that extra half a yard and put it like, you know, switched hands. It was a great observation. I don't know if it was Fowler or Herbstree who said he's had a problem switching to the proper hand, oh, and he hadn't just... switched it, and that allowed the Michigan player to strip it. That, oh, to me, I mean, play. certainly you can highlight in, in a game that tight, and it goes to overtime. You can pick a, a variety of plays. But Alabama has the ball. They're driving. Yeah. They're already up four. And, yes, they wound up eventually kicking a field goal because Michigan didn't do anything with that. That was the drive Michigan missed its field goal. Mm-hmm. Although, had they executed the flea flicker properly, probably scored a touchdown there. Nonetheless, Alabama's driving. That could have been where they established a Washington-like stranglehold on that game. So that fumble was critical. What else do you have? I like that two, observation. And then others. the two botched punt returns. One early in the game, I think, from the freshman. And then that late one, I think oh, it's like thaw. He could have he lived in infamy. Well, that guy was so close to being probably kicked off the university, I would say, like it was that bad. But he did a great job. I like how they pointed out that he did a really good job recovering from that. I yes, like how he they, did. I like right. how mm-hmm. they pointed that out. To avoid any social media bashing, because the game wasn't over yet. It's still, you know, anybody game. But that right there was so close to being the absolute worst blunder in college football history. <laughs> and those two, you yeah. don't see that often in the program, Doug. I, I like that you brought that up. Because the Milrow fumble, I couldn't believe it. He's like dr- crawling and trying to get like an yeah. extra happy yard. I didn't you understand. You forget sometimes it. these guys are 19, 20 Correct. years old, yeah. get another four or five years' experience and strength under them. And they don't make some of those mistakes. But the it, kicking is, is is different, too. You watch you know, the NFL. These guys are almost flawless. Alabama Butker at Kansas much, yeah. City and the guy at Dallas, neither one has missed a field goal all year. 
They're like 35, 36 in a row. I think Bucker, <clears throat> Bucker's missed a couple. Yeah, he was. And really so good. Saturday, I don't think he'd missed any. Yeah, I think he he started the year 34 and 34. Then he missed two in a row. And they made but six. The Dallas, Dallas guys have missed one. But I, I can't get over like. The kicking game is so weird. Alabama kicker legit. That dude playing on Sundays. Will Riker, yeah. Doug, all-time leading NCAA yeah. point scorer. You think the thicker kicker will get an NFL shot? Of course. Although kicker kind of revolving door. But I'm bad at the bowl season was. It was the worst that I ever anticipated. The games were so lopsided, so bad to watch. I couldn't even watch a full one. Those two games last night saved it all. Well, I, sure, I can't that, wait that, that, for that a 12-team twelve team. It, that's, it's just going to be outstanding. And, that is, uh, and that's why... This quote-unquote problem um, of the Bulls—it's—it's like college football is about to enter an era in which you are going to get, and you're going to have some games inevitably because you'll have the Group of Five thing. So you have what you had with Oregon and Liberty yesterday, but uh, so that will be the five versus twelve most likely. So that'll be at the Five's home stadium Mm. versus the Group of Five champion most likely. Again, who knows? You know, we've we've seen some years where. You could make a case that, uh, like a Central Florida year, they would have been Boise State had a couple Boise years State, yeah. where they would have been perhaps higher than twelve. But either way, you know you're going to have that. But you're going to have those games, the the bowl games. I just I feel like this is kind of, and I think you know as usual, my default position is to blame social media. And but I, I have to tell you, of course, I think I'm right. Otherwise, I wouldn't espouse the opinion. I'm not uh, from the Orlovskian family tree. So I, I say what I mean, but I think social media exacerbates takes that are going to be met with likes if you know that they're safe. However, Bulls, this this isn't a new phenomenon. Are we, like, longing for the days of Missouri's trip to Shreveport and, like, how important it was for them to beat South Carolina or Arkansas? I just, that was a nice bowl, too. It was a wonderful bowl two Better decades bowl, ago. But yeah. These things have been exhibition games for a long, long time, and players have opted out for a long, long time. I think the thing that has made it more of a, quote, problem is the transfer portal being at the exact same month and then also the bowl games feeling even more like an exhibition game, even though they were exhibition games minus a couple of them all the way going back decades, Uh, because if you're not in the playoff, then it's like, yeah, well, then what's... What does it what does it matter? And I think this year with the Florida State Georgia thing, that was like the cherry on top. I thought Florida State put in a real solid. Effort. You liked it, yeah. By the time that kicked off, it got the number got to twenty three and a half <laughs> was the spread. And I don't know if anybody ever had a sweat if you uh, laid the twenty three and a half. On it looked that. Like, but you again it looked still like, oh. can't go wall a court that didn't deserve to be in. They were demoralized. Now they're suing the NCAA. They're wanting to get out of the ACC. <laughs> they were not yeah. focused on that game. So, yeah, the Alabama-Michigan game probably isn't the better game. That was a great game to watch. I understand Florida State would have got rolled in there. But that still doesn't answer the question of did they get screwed because they Mm. did. But that game was miserable to watch every second. It it looked to me like all the Florida State offensive linemen put on at least 25 pounds of (laughs) gut fat between their last game and that game two nights, three nights ago. I I hate the hindsight thing about, oh, that answered the question of Florida State got screwed. Well, they did Mm. get screwed. I knew that was was coming, and we talked about that, I think, the, the morning after it all happened. I was surprised by the level of it. But I guess... I shouldn't be because Jackson. What is it? What is Andy Richter's? Uh, 
It's a great time to be alive if you're dumb and mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess I should never uh -huh. underestimate it. Just like results-oriented, I'm just going, okay, well, that's fine. You, you know. think the SEC would would uh, think about taking Florida State and dropping a Vanderbilt or something you like that? You would 100% want to, but you can't drop it. You can't drop, drop a program. It. I don't know. They can do everything relegate, else. Relegate a program God. to the they can, They've USA. done everything else. The Vanderbilt grads... Lawyering up for that. I'd like to see that one. Well, yeah, uh, fun court. Florida yeah. State's uh, in the process of uh, suing the ACC. Do you see their buyout number of the ACC? It's like five hundred million, five hundred sixty <laughs> million dollars yeah. to get out of a con. Is it that bad? Uh, I know you just got screwed, so. but now with the twelve-team playoff, I think you could still survive in the ACC now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you yeah. got to pay a half a billion to go somewhere else. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, obviously they are in the trenches and. We are not, but I it with the playoff. I just don't understand yeah. like why it matters now with the playoff mm -hmm. structure as it is. I don't know why it matters as much. It wouldn't stun you if if a Florida State and Clemson both got in some years. Top I love that Miami and playoff. Florida State both Miami, in the yeah, SEC. You can have three teams in there yeah. some year. Yeah. yeah, you're chopping up Florida three ways at that point. But um, that's true. Uh, I don't know, you know, you, you hear about the SEC and expansion and talk more of North Carolina and Virginia, actually, which might sound counterintuitive. But, Backball uh, would be fun, though. That's a uh, So. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, James Carlton is in the building, uh, and he will uh, be joining us here momentarily. Mungadass sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour and uh, official uh, presenting sponsor of Balloon Party. Jackson, are we celebrating the second anniversary of Balloon Party today? It's the third anniversary. Second. second anniversary starting our third campaign. Wow, that was nice. Yeah. And what do you have today? Doug wants to know because he sometimes feels like there isn't prep. What do you have? Uh, little Piddle's weekend recap. A little, a little recap a of what's recap going on. On the first day back. <laughs> yeah, a little, Gosh, pepper some questions in from the listeners. Yeah, yeah, cliche. We're going to wrap up the weekend because none of us know what happened on the weekend. That's what we're going to do. How about we look ahead? How about New Year Nuggets? Ooh, oh, 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 oh. I like that. Like that. Yeah, I think I think you might might hear that in about an hour. Yeah, I might have to amend. Uh, that's coming your way on 101 ESPN, and, and what a gala we're going to have. I mean, if you think the 20th anniversary of TMA is going to be huge, and Doug once again, Bob Hope mm -hmm. is hosting that. Uh, Dean Martin's going to be Dean there. Martin I understand. Will be there. Sammy Davis Jr. All the greats. And the Gina Pack, and Lola Brigida. Uh, will all be in attendance. Mm -hmm. uh, the second anniversary of Balloon Party today. Oh, what a pony it will be. Munganest, uh, presenting sponsor online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. It's Munganest, St. Louis Acura, Munganest Burkhart, Alton Toyota, official automotive 
Sponsor of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, presenting sponsor of Balloon Party. Even if you didn't get your car from Munganas, St. Louis Acura, Munganas, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, get your car serviced from the great Ryan Seiberg in the service department there. 314-252-0029. That is the number for Munganas. Munganas, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, and Munganas, St. Louis Acura. Jackson, tell me about your hair. Hair's making some good movements, man. Really feeling good about where we're at follically. Uh, we're making some you like that follically. I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah. Too. really feeling good, and that's all thanks to our friends over at St. Louis Hair Restoration. And they got some new things for you for 2024. They got some new things. Owner Greg Kryling sent us a message saying $250 off when people mention TMA. $250 yeah. off a treatment when you mention TMA or even mention hashtag Tufts. So when you go in there, you can also get a free consultation to start it out with St. Louis Hair Restoration. They're great people over there. Owner Greg Kryling, Dr. Polinga. They're patients themselves. They've been through it for me. Simply just some finasteride and that laser cap that they gave me, super easy to do. For Doug, a little FUE procedure and now he's seeing some, what, verticality on his quaff? I don't say verticality. Nice, Jackson. Well, it's clear 2024 is the year of the tuft. You can see that from this hairline right now. I was thinking the other day, I'm going to have a better hairline at my funeral than I had at my college graduation. How about that? How many people can say that? Well, I can because I had that FUE procedure. That's where they take uh, hair grafts from the side and the back of your head and transplant it where you're thin. doesn't matter where you're thin. It works anywhere, and it'll work for you. It's worked for thousands of people. Dr. Bolinga is absolutely the best at this. He's done it for many years. Did it in Nashville for a while. He said he did some country music people that you would know. He's done some big-name people, and now he's done me, the king of all toughs. And he can do it for you. So if you've been embarrassed by your hair, you said, I wonder if it would if it would really work. Yes, it works. It works great. And no, it's not painful. For me, a little bit of swelling on my forehead, but they said that only affects about 10% of the people. Most people don't have any swelling at all. Most people are good to go like a day or two later. You wear a baseball hat for a few weeks, maybe a month or two until... You know, the, the scabbing goes away, and you, you got to protect it a little bit. But then you're in the clear, and then you'll have that hair permanently for the rest of your life. They can make it happen for you at St. Louis Hair Restoration. Remember, $250 off. All you got to do is mention TMA. That's stlouishairrestoration.com. There it is. And, of course, we want to thank uh, EDF, the EDF group, on board with this program now for a number of years. And we are grateful for their support, the EDF Group. And, Doug, this year they are sponsoring something all new. What? Your hot take mittens. Oh, oh gosh. How about I've that? The, I've got the mittens right here. Now, how about that? Okay. Dirty. How about that, Bill? Good, good, because I could use them. I'm going to need those mittens. When some take starts spewing? Mm, if they get really hot. No. You know, I don't, I don't eat them all the time, but what, sometimes, yeah. sure. Then when, you, when you grab those things, that is spo- sponsored by the That's EDF great. group, sponsor of the Doug Hot Take <laughs> Mittens for 2024. Okay. The EDF group uh, is online at the edfgroup.com. Email the EDF group at fire at the EDF group.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF group can save your company money. EDF, the EDF group, sponsor of Doug's Hot Take Mittens for 20. I'll put them on right now. 24. Okay. There you go. Okay. Let the people see them on YouTube. Yes. 295 of the cutest right guys in town are watching you. Yeah. 
and I can withstand most of the hot takes. It's not 100% of the takes. <laughs> right. Put your face and they come out of yeah. people's mouths. But Whoa. this is good for just about 98% of the hot takes. I like it. A couple like could slip through. Those are EDF group buttons mm-hmm. right there. Send your emails in design, air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. Send yours in uh, for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Then at 10 o'clock, Jackson and I will head down the hallway. They're not going to be happy about it. No, I wouldn't think so. They're not going to be happy about it. Not at this point. I think it's going to be probably all college football talk. Not going to be happy about that. Maybe looking for a Blues-Penguins breakdown. Mm. I forgot the hockey season was still going on. Oh, come on now. Oh, my gosh. You're not happy about that? Jackson, have you forgotten the hockey? What else have we got right now? Is it basketball? Locked up. I don't know. I just there's so much going this on. Is, this is the point of the year where college football. I mean, you still got the game next week. I assume it'll end like at one in the morning. <laughs> You'll probably start at midnight. Um, but lucky. that this this is this is now this is my crash because right. I love college football. I am so I just because I don't play daily fantasy anymore, which is certainly saving me money. Um, that's how I used to stay involved in, in the NFL. That's the only way, and I don't care about season-long fantasy football. I just, I mean, I had no idea how great the Ravens are. And mm-hmm. I think they're kind of a team that people don't really enjoy watching, as they point out themselves. But, my God, that's a hell of a yeah. football team. Lamar but Jackson going to be the MVP, probably. But I am not, like, going, oh, well, the NFL playoffs. Certainly not interested oh. in college basketball. And... You know, you got the grind of the NHL regular season. It's just... Well, after watching Mizzou play against rough. Illinois, you can't help but be excited about the Tigers. What about the bounce back against Lord. Central Arkansas? Scotty Pippen's uh, alma mater. They're like 3-12, and 12, right? God, but they <laughs> just look... Central Arkansas bunch. They were scrappy. Mizzou <laughs> just looked dreadful against Illinois. They looked like five guys who had never met each other before. They're at that position where they didn't get a great recruiting class to replace two really great cornerstone members of the university. Yeah, so they like don't have lose, NBA players you to go to. can't replace those. You're a, you were an average to above-average team last year. You can't replace those guys. The, their offense oh, is, next oh, year I got the ball. What am I going to do with it? Shoot it! <laughs> That's the offense. You have eyes in the top ten, play Purdue on Friday. Jackson. Illinois looks great. Illinois. Illinois passes the ball crisply, quickly. We Missouri doesn't good. seem to have a clue what they're doing on offense. It's tough. Tough night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sit- it, it looks like a team that doesn't practice. I was sitting in the Illinois section, too. Uh-oh. Anybody I, recognize you? Were they coming after you? Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I deserved all of the uh, the crap that was coming to yeah. me because I was such a jackass about Mizzou whooping Illinois last year. I deserved it real badly. I think I, it was well-deserved. They, they beat us by 25. We beat you by 20. I think that's acceptable. Yeah. I think it's a good even-out game. Still a fun night. Still a great Still night. A great night. Still a great Steve night. Harvey. But Mizzou beat them last year because they could not miss. Every three-point bomb they took, they made. This year, Illinois just looked... So much better coached and so much more fluid. Three transfers, three new starters. I mean, it's a different team than what we had last year. Yeah. Which I like. I was so disappointed in just the complete disarray that Missouri was in almost the whole game. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Doug, you know Todd Reesing. He oftentimes Uh is not Uh Jackson's favorite. No. He just wrote that coaching vow. Yeah, no surprise the Kansas guy can't spell. (laughs) You think he meant to say wow? No, though. That coaching, oh. though. Oh. And he also wrote, leave it to Mizzou to have the most boring cotton bowl in our lifetime. Hey, come wow. on. Listen, tough times don't last, tough people do. That was a good take. I didn't even need the hot gloves for that. You can watch the Iowa game. My brother-in-law and sister and oh, one God, of my I'm nieces, who goes to Tennessee, was at the game, being it was in Orlando. 
and uh, he just posted a picture, and I said, here's a bet for you. You will have more beers than Iowa scores points. So after the game, I said, if you had one beer, I was right. How many points did Iowa get? Zero. Again. Is that right? What was the final on that one? I think 28 nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've had this problem all year. You think at some point, you might come up with a, a couple different plays. God, it's just... Our offense times. should be banned from the NCAA. You, you can't play anymore unless you get a different offense. Yeah, that, that's hard to be that inefficient for as long as they've been. Because they're usually a pretty good team. They've got a decent defense. To, to have absolutely no, to not figure out anything on an offense <laughs> for months at a time. And I don't think they had a lot of players not playing because of the NFL draft. No. Uh, let's break. James Carlton come in, then we'll have the design air heating and cooling email today, and then Jackson and I will make our glorious return to 101 ESPN, where they are uh, all celebrating the second anniversary of Balloon Party, and we expect to be welcomed back uh, with open arms. That's coming your way at 10 o'clock. James Carlton and the design air heating and cooling email today. Next, this is TMA presented to you by Brian and Crouppen.